0: Good morning, how am I doing today? Welcome to the program. This is One Way Conversation. Just got in the car. Listen, whoever tells you that you need all this fancy ass equipment, recording studio, you know, uh, soundproof walls, need to put pillows on your bedroom door so nobody can get the sound in, nah, you don't need all that kind of nonsense. That's crazy. To start up a podcast? No. You need an iPhone, or I assume any smartphone with a recording device. And a pair of headphones with a microphone on. And that is all you need to start a podcast. And look at how successful I've been. That is all you need. I wish I could describe the sunrise today here in Connecticut. Let me tell you something. Baby, you get a good one once in a while. It is orange. It is the cloud covers the sky all the way to where the mountain range touches it then there's a little strip of sky like a minute strip of sky I mean this is gorgeous I'm behind this fucking school bus oh, can, I take a, can I take a picture quick it's beautiful man got it okay well look the little blessing in disguise there that school bus being in front of me I can take a picture while I'm in the car don't tell anybody uh, you know, all these people, all these people are out to get you. Everybody's out to get everybody these days. I gotta tell you, It's just, it's, it's everybody's just looking for something to drop the gotcha on you. Nobody has any interest in doing something productive, or doing something with a good heart, or doing something, ah, oh, okay, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Well, I thought you were letting me go, because, you know. Your fucking school bus. Look at this guy. Usually the school bus give you the right of way. <laughs> if I can get this guy. Usually if you're going straight and the school bus just give you give you the right give you the lane. If this is you and him. Because he you knows you take a little longer and just go ahead. You know, you go, you're on, you know. I I'm just in a school bus, I pick them up kids I'm gonna get them to school one or the other. You got places to be. They'll let you go. This guy is complete the opposite. He waited a half a tick. I thought he's let letting me go. And then as soon as I started inching up, he turned right in front of me. So everybody's out to be just... Everybody's just against everybody. Everybody's so cynical and cold. And, and believe me, I'm one of the more cynical people and negative people you're going to meet. But at the end of the day, I'm also one of the more optimistic people. I'm, gonna, I'm looking for the good in life. I'm looking for the good in you. I'm looking for positivity. Alright? I, I am. I'm very cynical, and I think I'm just hyper-realistic about shit. And I just have, a, I have a, a, a strange understanding about the world and the world that surrounds me. But I always believe somewhere, somehow, it's going to work out. Things will get better. That it's, you know, that all negative stuff and pain and all kind of shit is temporary. Always. But the world that we are in... It is just a gotcha society. And everybody just is looking for the bad in people. Looking for the negative in people. And looking to tear others down. All the time. It's constant. Alright. Which is the difference. Between my cynicism. And cynicism, cynicism at large. Is I'm not looking to tear people down. Okay. I can be cynical with people. But at the end of the day. I want to lift others up. I want people to be inspired in some way. I want them to do some good in the world. And I believe that they will be there. Others... This whole thing with... This is the latest example of it, This Peloton ad. Okay. It's a weird ad. And you can make fun of it a little bit. Right? Oh, you have a little chuckle about it. But it's become this weird-ass new-age internet uproar over... Absolutely nothing. Over nothing. Husband gets his wife a Peloton for Christmas. She takes takes pictures of it every day for a year or whatever, and she does it. And she lifts up her own spirit. She becomes. I'm look. I'm not saying you should go out and get your wife a fucking bike for Christmas, a stationary bike for Christmas. All right, that's between you and your wife. All right. I have no reason to believe this woman in the ad didn't want the bike for Christmas. I cannot believe I'm even having this conversation, saying this out loud. I'm, I'm, I'm arguing in favor of this woman in this ad. I have to interpret this ad. Maybe this woman's like, oh, maybe she saw on the commercial one day and she's like, I, that's awesome. That look, that thing looks so cool. But then you know, being faced down with the possibility of having to do this hard ass challenge every day, this hard ass workout every day, maybe she's, you know. Uh, a little bit intimidated by it. Everybody's, oh, a husband got it for her. Look at her, she's already in great shape. Why does the husband have to go out and get her this? I mean, we gotta make this light, man. Come on, folks. This is a, this is that light. Oh, you're not, you're gonna make it, aren't you? I'm gonna make it. Jesus. I mean, everybody inches through this light at the, at the, uh, at the train tracks. And then as soon as it turns yellow, everybody speeds the fuck up. Like, every goddamn day, it's the same thing. It's green. Everybody goes fucking slow. And then, like, three cars get through. Then it turns yellow. and six cars are trying to get through at once. Just move, man. It's a quick light. The light goes as quick as uh, you did on prom night. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there's a little premature ejaculation joke to start your day but look I, I don't give a shit about the business of Peloton but they lost all kinds of money and like stock well not they didn't lose all kinds of money but stock went down because of this fucking bullshit like are you kidding me because people were outraged that the ad depicted a husband giving the wife an exercise machine get the fuck over yourselves Everybody's looking out for everybody in like all the wrong ways. Yeah, I don't get your wife a gym membership for Christmas. Don't. Unless she wants it. Unless she says that she wants it. And you could fucking out tonight with something her stocking, you know what I mean? Boom. It's not something you would generally do. No, it's not. (laughs) You wouldn't just go out and do something like that. Right, that's grounds for (laughs) That argument right there. Same thing. You don't go out and get her kitchen equipment. On Christmas. Unless she asks for it. I just thought of a... Ah, shit. I just thought of a nice story. I mean, to me, it's a nice story. It's a personal story. But, uh, you know, I'm Italian. And one Christmas... What was it? It was like some garlic. That's <laughs> so stupid. But that's my family though. So some like garlic dicer or some shit. And I don't know, it came out. It was like a big thing. I don't know if it was a thing or what. But it was some... Some late 80s innovation in chopping up garlic. And my parents each... For Christmas, my mother got my father. And my father got it for for my mother fucking holidays man uh, I didn't plan to have it I'll mention it quick I'm not going to dwell on this holidays are tough man I'll be honest with you and this is a year where I lost my mother it's, it was always hard without my father I mean it's been 10 years 11 oh, Jesus more than that 10 years dude <laughs> 10 years my father died in 2002 I'm saying 10 years Uh, sometimes it feels like 10, sometimes it feels like 100, it's weird, Um, it's always tough, man, and then like just little things like that pop up in your mind, I'm not looking for sympathy or a pat on the back or anything like that, it just is what it is, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that, I'm happy to have those memories, I'm happy to have them to myself, so I'm sorry to get all sentimental on you there, but. It's both. It's both tough, and it's also what gets you through the holidays. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? You uh, you have those memories, and that's what makes it sad you know, that you're not able to uh, share any more with them. But if you, but having them also kind of lifts your spirits a little bit. And also, you know, now I'm a father myself, I have my own family, so it's a little bit like, you know, you can't spend too much time being depressed about that. You have responsibilities, and I mean, shit, Christmas is about the kids in the end, and you gotta make their Christmas special, and uh, be sure they're having a nice time through, uh, through the holidays. So, you know, it is what it is. So, sorry about that. See? See? The cynic in me won't allow me to be cynical even for, like, the worst shit in the world. (laughs) Um. Oh. Yeah. Wow, where was I? Let's talk about the Cowboys losing last night because that was fun. No, but let's go back to that Peloton ad real quick. Just what the, like, what the fuck do people have to gain by this? On top of that, it's people's jobs are at stake. Like, people made the ad... People in the in the business are making the ad like who the fuck are you lashing out against you fucking children? That's something about the generation like we're talking about I' kind of tired of the generational gaps and stuff, but that kind of shit is like, oh look, we wouldn't do that. People from my generation just wouldn't do that. We just let it fucking go. Who gives a shit That ad hurts nobody. Literally hurts nobody. Why? Why are we even arguing about it? Why am, I, why am I even talking about it? Doesn't make any sense. What cause are you fighting for? Get the fuck over yourselves. It's a fucking advertisement. Don't buy Peloton. You weren't gonna buy one anyway, motherfucker. Last night, man, I had an argument with a kid at work. Speaking of generational gaps here. And I just call him the Millennial because I'm not going to name names here. But Millennial at work. He is way too optimistic about the Giants. Way too optimistic about the future. About Daniel Jones. About management. And to me, I'm not making... Yeah, it could work out with Daniel Jones. It could also be a disaster. Alright? I'm not sold on Daniel Jones right now. Not, he's a fucking turnover machine. But it's showing a little bit where he couldn't be... Or he could improve in certain parts and he could build on some parts of his game. Yes. He's an athletic quarterback. He can run with the ball. He seems to have a decent arm. He seems to have control of the team. Team will play for him and play hard for him. Yes. He's got good qualities to him. But I'm not sold. His kid sold on him. Oh, you would take him over anybody. You take him. This is the exact. And I didn't say a thing. It was just my face, my facial expressions. Because you take him over most quarterbacks in the league, I kind of give him like an eyebrow. Most? You take him over a lot. (laughs) A lot? (laughs) You take him over some quarterbacks in the league. All right, yeah, I would take Danny Jones over some quarterbacks in the league. That's correct. And the first name he throws out was Mitchell Trubisky. So number one, you know you're not starting off with the cream of the crop here. Trubisky, who was fighting for his job up until three, four weeks ago, Chase Daniel was going to run him out of the lineup. Up until... Look, he beat the Giants... Trubisky a couple weeks ago... In a game where he struggled... Uh... Shit, I don't even remember who they beat... Viking... I don't know, who the fuck did he beat... Then then he had... had, Oh, he had a good game on... um, Against the Lions... So that doesn't really count... Lions on uh, Thanksgiving... That doesn't really count... But it's still a good game... And the last night against the Cowboys... Yeah, not a great defense... But he had a really good game last night. Three touchdowns, a running touchdown. So yeah, I would take Mitchell Trubisky. If I had to win a game tomorrow and I had two quarterbacks to choose from, one was Daniel Jones and one was Trubisky, I think I got to go with Trubisky. No, I don't think you're going to... I think you're going to be behind the eight ball no matter what, no matter who you pick there. But I mean, Trubisky, you just saw him last night. And the cowboys, I love to watch them. They are spiraling out of control, going down the pishadu. I fucking love it. There's nothing. The only time I could take Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, because look, I'm not, I'm not in this. I don't. I think Aikman hates the Giants. I think Aikman is a fucking cowboy homer. All right, I'm not gonna get that out of my mind. I don't care what he does. Unless he goes in the middle of fucking Cowboy Stadium, puts gasoline on the star and drops a match, then I'm not going to believe that he he is anything but a homer for the Cowboys. And as far as Joe Buck, I don't think he hates my team. And frankly, I don't give a shit. I just don't like him. Okay? The whole... Everybody liking Joe Buck now? Oh, fuck you, man. Okay? I have not liked him for a long time. Okay? I don't wish him any ill will. Anything like that. I just don't like listening to him. And all of a sudden, that's like, it's like taboo to not like Joe Buck. No. I still fucking can't stand Joe Buck. There you go. There's a generational gap right now. I feel like people in my generation can be like, yeah, he sucks. He's always sucked. I don't like him. I never liked him. I'm never going to like him. But now it's like, oh, you know, he's, you're, just, you're just fucking used to him. You're just used to him. All right? I didn't like McCarver when he was doing baseball games with them. And he I inherited McCarver It wasn't like Oh he's This is what he does He's part No I didn't like him Baseball games I wanted Costas and Euchre And yes They were doing World Series games As Recently as What was the 1997 Marlins And Indians They were doing Fucking World Series games so whatever. So so I can't take him. So the only time I can take him was when the Cowboys getting spanked. Because then Aikman's like... Aikman doesn't really hold back on the Cowboys. You know. But he's also depressed about it. I love it. I fucking love it. There was a play last night where Prescott was scrambling. And then he, th- and he threw a ball. He threw a ball. didn't reach the line of scrimmage. And uh, Aikman was so out of it. He was just like... Oh, well, that's not intentional. You can't call a grounding on that. I, you know, I, I could argue that, but I'm not gonna. And then they go to replay, and he's sure, he's out of the pocket, but he, fuck, he's, six, he's like eight or ten yards short of the fucking line of scrimmage. Troy, that's the fucking rule. You're a fucking quarterback. Why are you fucking shilling for Dak Prescott? The guy had an awful game. His receivers had an awful game. It wasn't just Dak. Dak didn't have a great game, but his receivers were dropping balls and shit, bouncing off their hands. He had a horrible game. He got fucking outplayed by Mitchell Trubisky. And you're seeing it, man. Oh, oh their offense. Dak was, you know, leads the league in yards and shit. And the offense was looking good. And the Cowboys weren't going to steamroll to the NFC East of the putrid NFC East. And now, look, it's fucking beautiful. I love it, man. It's phenomenal. Thank you. For last night's Thursday night football game. Wow. This guy's just looking for accidents up ahead. Oh, okay. I got to make this trade. I gotta, have not been on time one day all week. So I can't. Look, I'm going to go on today. I'm not going to glow. I'm not one to tell you I told you so. I'm going to let him come to me. But, I mean, you can't. Daniel Jones. I, 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 I want to like Daniel, Danny Jones. I want to like, and again, I'm not done with the Daniel. Danny. I want to like Danny Jones. I want him to be successful. I'm not sold on him. And now he's hurt, and on Monday Night Football against those uh, hated Eagles, Eli Manning's going to make his return. Eli Manning of the 500 record. And once again, back to this millennial. It's like, oh, I hope Eli doesn't come. He's going to want to end the right way. And uh, he's going to ruin our draft position First of all, Eli Manning never played a game he didn't want to win He's not going to come in there and not try So that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life Of course he's going to fucking try Everybody in the old line is going to try And if I'm watching a Giants game, I want them to win I'm not going to watch this team and hope they lose You know what, we'll figure out the fucking draft when we get there I don't root against my team I don't root for draft position That's what fucking losers do I don't do that so you guys gonna come out there on Monday night? We got a swan song from Eli. Eli's got a five hundred career record, man, and he's got the Eagles now, and the Eagles who have beat up on him and have uh, given the Giants fits for years. I want to fucking beat the Eagles. I, we got two games against them. I want to fucking sweep them this year. Fuck the Eagles. Loser mentality, man. You were at the draft when you get there. And look, yeah, I want Shermer out. I don't want Gettelman having another opportunity to fuck up a draft. I want ownership to do the right thing regardless of how we end the season on these last four games. You know what you know what Shermer is, man. And if you don't know what he is by now, then you are incompetent as owner, as an owner. Okay, and if you have faith in Gettleman, well, you know, then we're going to ride with him. I personally don't have faith in him. But Monday night comes, and I want to see—I want to see Eli Manning go out. I want, I, want to see, I, have, I want to see him have a Mitchell Trubisky night. But more likely, he's going to throw three picks. Eagles are going to win and uh, take control of the NFC East. All right, that's going to be it for me. I'll be back tonight with uh, Radio Roulette and your week. 14 Week 14 picks tonight. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. Talk to you tonight, baby. Have a good one.